You're listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. Welcome back to Huddle Up, a football podcast. I feel like we've done this before. Like tonight, we've done it before. Hold on, hold on. Hey, ho, and oh, what do you know? <laughs> hey, ho, what do you know? <laughs> Take two. Uh, do you remember when I used to make us start the podcast 10 times in a row? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, those days don't, are don't, over. Don't but, are they? Well, are they? they were over until tonight when <laughs> Daniel, who has been who's been on a darkness retreat for the last two weeks, has come uh, out of his hole, but he appears to have left his internet in the hole. So you're blaming this on me? I'm blaming this on you. Absolutely wow. blaming this on you. Yeah. Wow. This is your fault. Wow. Corey had problems before the show, but he did what he had to do to fix it. You, however, right. just carried on like nothing was wrong, and here we are scrapping the first half of the whole show. Hey, guess what I've changed between then and now? Nothing. Your attitude? I think you've definitely changed ah. your attitude. <laughs> Mm, yeah, it's yeah. it's more sour. I'll tell you that. Yeah, it's a little more sour. Listen, we just did an Immaculate Grid, and it was a lot of fun. So you're definitely able to check it out on Twitch. That's where we stream uh, the entire production. So if you wanted to see from the beginning to the end of how we do things, we do record the whole thing. Afterwards, sometimes I make some adjustments, but it's typically very rare. The Immaculate Grid had enough technical issues that I'm just, we got to take the whole thing out. So if you want to see it, by all means, go check it out. We'll do one again next week. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Rest assured, we'll be doing that from now on, though. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, but today, we're going to talk about ADP with fantasy football drafts. Preseason's underway. It's August. So every Saturday and Sunday from here on out, many of you are going to have fantasy football drafts. And there's some really great values this year. I feel like there's always good values, but... Maybe it's just because I pay attention more and more, but dude, there's something about some of these guys in the fifth and sixth and seventh round that I'm like crazy about. Like I'm fiending over these middle picks. Am I crazy? No, that's, that's a good range to be crazy about. Cause usually that's like a, it's like a, de- uh, there's usually a, a, a dead lot of people zone. call it a dead zone. Yeah. yeah dead but not this year. Yeah. I think there's some really great stuff in there. So let's dig into that. We're going to talk about players that we love at their current ADP and we're using, um, Fantasy pros. We're also going to talk about players we hate at their ADP. No particular order. There's not a lot of structure here. Um, Daniel, is there a you kick us off? Is there a player you love or hate at their okay. ADP? I'll start with one that I love at their current ADP, and that is Derek Henry. I don't know what the fantasy community is doing right now with Derek Henry. Um, I feel like the vibe, and I get it, around Tennessee is the rebuild vibe. They drafted. Uh, what are we going to call Will Levis? Have we come up with a nickname like banana mayonnaise or something weird? Like he's just a weird guy, but anyway, um, so it's kind of like a rebuild, rebuild vibe. And I, I, I think no one would be surprised if a guy like Derrick Henry got traded like mid season, but right now he's on the Titans and there's no one threatening his carries just like every year in Tennessee. 
he is being drafted as the eighth running back off the board. So a lot of times I look at these guys like, are they going to return the value of running back eight? Well, let's go back. <laughs> um, running back four last year, okay? And the year before was the year that he actually finally got injured. But before he got injured in games that he played, he was averaging, and this isn't even a full PPR. I know he doesn't catch the ball much, but there's not like any padded stats here. 27 points per game the year before last year. And then the year before that, he was the running back one. Rushed for over 2,000 yards. I know the guy has had a heavy workload. I know it's got to slow down at some point, like we keep saying for the last three years, but it's not. It's Derrick Henry. And his average draft position is 19th. So just imagine you are at, let's say, the 2 3 4 spot, and you could start out the draft with a very high caliber, like, say, let's just say Christian McCaffrey, Jamar Chase, one of those guys. And then the whole draft happens, and then it winds back around, and you get to take Derrick Henry back at the second. Are you kidding me? Something's got to change, and we're at the season now. Like It's, it's at the point where it's probably not going to change, and you're going to be in your drafts, and you could take Derrick Henry late second round, and I'm sure there's some drafts where he's sliding into the beginning of the third, and that is just absurd to me. I love Derrick Henry's draft position. Did you say 19th? 19th. So what's crazy, so we must be looking, you used Fantasy Pros, right? Yeah, that's so, his average. So, so I used 17th and 21st, average out to be 19th. So I used, oh, I'm looking at standard scoring. Ah, okay. I was looking at standard scoring and my player was also 19th, so I was very, very confused. Okay, yeah, I mean, Stan, Derek Henry doesn't catch the ball much. So, you know, half-point PPR leagues, full-point PPR leagues, it doesn't sway it that much, but maybe it does for your player. Well, I'm still seeing a little bit of disparity here. Like, I don't think we were actually looking at the same fantasy pros somehow, because I'm seeing the list that I have in front of me has Derrick Henry at 16, which we're splitting hairs. Same. Yeah, I'm what, seeing 17.3. Yeah, so I don't understand middle, why we're... Middle for middle sleeper, right? 17.3 <clears throat> for sleeper and then 21. Um, let me get on. Sleeper at because... 17, NFL at 19. Uh, ESPN at tw- at uh, ten, so ESPN sleeper and RT Sports, and with an average, I'm on Fantasy Pros right now, looking right at it. I see, I see. Um, I'm looking at a player one pick behind in PPR, Tony Pollard. Now, first of all, this is PPR scoring, and he's a a pick behind Derrick Henry, so there's a red flag. <clears throat> Listen. <laughs> Tony Pollard's a player that I will have none of in any leagues, potentially forever. Ezekiel Ezekiel Elliott led the backfield, and Pollard finished as running back eight. So let's say the good stuff first, okay? So with Zeke there, Pollard still finished running back eight. This is what caused the fever. Now Zeke Mm -hmm. leaves, and Pollard has been efficient as a spellback, a backup, a third down specialist as a guy who can mix in and provide some relief. He was just a guy on the team, right? Efficient. 5.2 yards of carry, 193 rushing attempts. Here's what's crazy. Everybody talks about his pass-catching ability, but he's never had over 40 receptions, ever. Like, he's not a pass-catching specialist because he's not catching the ball. Add in Mike McCarthy. So, this is really the killer for me. 
which I hate to get into coach speak and like follow the coach and all that shit. But here's what we know. Historically, Mike McCarthy has been terrible for feature backs. And by terrible, I mean, he refuses to have a feature back at all. He flat out will not give the best player on his roster dominant snaps. It won't happen. We talked about this. We watched him starve Eddie Lacy so much during the games that at the end of every game, Eddie Lacy ate himself into becoming the fat Eddie Lacy (laughs) that we learned about later in life. Like he, he's Aaron Jones. He, so showed, he fat, shows up Eddie. and Eddie Lacy gets fat. fat <laughs> McCarthy refused to acknowledge uh, that Aaron Jones was a monster. Listen to this. McCarthy gave Aaron Jones 22% share in 17 and 35% snap share in 2018. How fucked up is that? Like how fucked mm. is that? Mm. Jones mm. got nine carries a game under Mike McCarthy. Imagine. So McCarthy gets fired. I'm giving you a history lesson here, but imagine McCarthy gets fired and then he goes and does that thing in the pool barn where he invites a bunch of people to watch game film. Do you remember hearing about this? This like weird scientist project that he did when he didn't have a job. So he pretended that he was still a coach by studying film with other coaches. Oh yeah. I do remember this. (laughs) Yeah. So he he, sent me an invite. uh, Okay. That's a lie. He does that for a while and it looks like he's learned his lesson because he comes back to coach the, the Dallas Cowboys with a true feature back in Ezekiel Elliott, albeit an older, a little bit worn down Zeke who was maybe nearing the end of his prime. But he let Zeke have 68% of the offensive snaps. The problem is that was his first year back into coaching and he did what Jerry told him he had to do. Jerry loved Zeke. Jerry paid Zeke. Zeke was going to run the ball. But a tiger never changes stripes. Last year, Zeke and Pollard, both, both Zeke and Pollard were under 50% snap chair. McCarthy's back to his old ways, guys. He's not going to let, we look, they're like, hey, everybody's like, hey, who's behind Pollard? Pollard's the only guy there. It doesn't fucking matter. Ronald Jones is back there. Ronald Jones is going to get 48% of the target share. Like that's what's about to happen. Despite a three game suspension, Ronald Jones, a far superior, far less superior athlete, a guy with terrible efficiency is going to take snaps from Tony Pollard. This is not me shitting on Tony Pollard. This is me shitting on Mike McCarthy and me shitting on the ADP because I think RB8 is the ceiling. I don't think there's a way that he gets past his ceiling because McCarthy won't allow it. And maybe it's because he doesn't give a fuck about our fantasy football teams. Maybe that's how he won a Super Bowl. I don't know. You got to give him some credit there. In real life football. Well, the fact that he only won one Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers in his prime The fact that that's the only Super Bowl. Did Aaron Rodgers win two Super Bowls? No. No. Okay. So there's that. So that's telling you. Yeah. yeah, Telling you that right now. There's that. Yeah. So I'm I'm saying Um, Pollard's a fine player. He's the right size. He can catch the ball well. He's been in the system long enough to get it, but he's being drafted at a ceiling, and the beat writers get it too. The beat writers, uh, Dan Graziano of ESPN said, the Cowboys are still going to limit Pollard's touches despite Ezekiel Elliott leaving. Not sure you should expect more production from him than you did last year. Listen, Taylor, ETN, Mixon, they're all later. I'd take any one of them over Pollard uh, at the same pick. Like, I would take Mixon at 19. I would take ETN at 19. I would take Jonathan Taylor at 19, and Jonathan Taylor might not play all before I took Pollard. I, uh, just real quick to give my two cents, um... 
I love, I love Derrick Henry's spot, Daniel. I think that's a really good pickup. If you can pick him up in the middle of the second round and he performs like you'd expect him to, to perform, you're getting a top five guy. Um, and that's absolute value there. Um, as far as Tony Pollard, like I've done some mocks and Tony Pollard is probably normally a guy I would stay away from, but here the last couple of years, there's been guys like that where, especially if you're looking to like bag two running backs in the first two rounds, like maybe you take a flyer on him and just see what happens because last year he was running back five or I'm sorry, running back seven. Um, and if he can get that same production, if and possibly even better with Ezekiel Elliott gone, um, you're looking at possibly a league winner in Tony Pollard. So he is a very polarizing prospect. Um, Look, I get it. I get what you're saying. I, I'm not saying he's going to be great. I'm not saying Mike McCarthy may not sit him on the bench the whole year. That's like, what the Pollard truthers are saying. You are you nailed it. Like you nailed what they're saying. But the but so, a tiger doesn't change his stripes. And I would, this will be the first time in McCarthy's career that he's let a running back that should be a workhorse be a workhorse. What I'm saying is he's a guy I'm willing to take a flyer on. And I'm saying Um, I'm not willing to take a flyer with my first two picks. I'm willing to take a flyer much later. Absolutely. Normally I wouldn't. But like last year, I remember being really scared of A.J. Brown. And I feel like the year before, he dealt with a lot of injuries. And, oh, he got traded. That's what scared me off of A.J. Brown. And then in the work league, nobody would draft him. I think everybody else was scared of him. And just on my board, he was like way like in a different hemisphere. Everybody had pa- you know passed on him. I took him. Ended up being a league winner for me. And I feel like this could happen with Tony Pollard. Uh, just a guy that I like ADP-wise is Calvin Ridley. He's sitting at 41 ADP, and I feel like this is an A.J. Brown 2.0 right here. He got traded last year, um, got suspended, but before he got traded, he was an absolute stud, and I know, like, like, the trade itself and the suspension probably scares you off Ridley, but he's really young, and you've got, you just have to assume he's the player he was before he got traded. You just have to. And if your league just sli- just lets this guy slide, you've got to take the chance on him. And I, I think if, like Calvin Ridley, if you're in a 10 team league, that's the beginning of the uh, fifth round at 41. That could be on, he could be a top 10 wide receiver this year, especially if Trevor Lawrence lights it up. So I love Calvin Ridley at 41. I love it too. That's I'll, perfect. I'll give you guys. Go ahead. I have Calvin Ridley as an ADP that I hate. I'm scared to death of Calvin Ridley. Oh. He's not that young. He's 28, and he hasn't played football in three seasons. Don't forget that he he, uh, quit football to deal with his mental health, and then he got suspended, and then he got – I mean, the the guy hasn't played in so long. So it's it's like the Michael Thomas effect, okay? Yeah, he's great, but he hasn't played in so long, okay? And you you get built into this offense, right? And this offense is supposed to be better than it, than it was last year with Trevor Lawrence. But you're bringing back all the same guys. You're bringing back an overpaid Christian Kirk. Overpaid? Which we about Christian this. Kirk performed incredibly. He performed to his contract. It's true. He was overpaid. I don't disagree with you. He was. At the face, not. but then he performed. Okay, he's still one of the top earners in the entire NFL, the wide wide receiver position. Are you telling me that Christian Kirk should be paid like a top 12 wide receiver? No, No. but that's the price you pay. Okay. It paid off. 
because of that contract. He's going to be hyper-targeted once again. And then you had Evan Ingram. They brought back. They've recently re-signed him after the franchise tag. And then you have multiple running backs that can catch the ball really well. So, you know, you have so many targets to go around in this Jacksonville offense. Let, let's play a little game, okay? Ooh, I like games. Yeah. Uh, because his average is right around that 40, right? So let's just assume that you're in the draft and you have taken, let's say you've taken two running backs and one wide receiver, okay? Or you can think of it as you've taken two wide receivers and one running back. So you're either looking at okay. your wide receiver three or your running back two, okay, in these scenarios. Would you rather have Calvin Ridley or Amari Cooper, the number one target in Cleveland, mm. Deshaun Watson is supposed to ascend this year. He's been in, in, in the league now, back in, getting getting through the folds. Amari Cooper. Much better offense. Calvin Ridley, who hasn't played football in three years, or Amari Cooper? Okay, Amari Cooper. Okay. Listen. Kenneth Walker. Kenneth, Kenneth Walker is scary. I'd take Kenneth Walker. Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon, easy, but he's Joe off Mixon. the board. I drafted Joe Mixon a uh, He's the running back that I drafted, so he doesn't count. He did that. Yeah, his work. ADP is near Calvin Ridley. Yeah, but I would have drafted right him in the round before. Okay, Keenan Allen. Oof. Oh, Keenan Allen. Yeah. Uh, how about Justin Herbert? You know, you're you're starting to not win fantasy leagues unless you have a top tier quarterback, and Justin Herbert's going right around pick forty. You know, you pass on Patrick Mahomes early, Josh Allen the next round, and then you're starting this next tier, and this run is going to happen in the fourth round of Herbert, Fields, Burrow. They're all going to go away. Would you rather start the running back uh, run there with Justin Herbert, pick a top tier with Kellen Moore there? See, yeah. that's what I'm saying. There are there's six guys. How about Debo Samuel? I'm out on Debo Samuel. Debo's kind of a pull. So that's the line for me. Like there's, there's the line. You finally found it. Finally. Yeah. That that's the line for me. I would take Ridley over Samuel. All these guys are with within one pick average of Calvin Ridley. Okay. And it is not even close for me. Calvin Ridley scares me to death right in that range. So that's the game. I get it. I mean, he played five games in 2021, so we haven't seen him in like a year and nine months um and that season he played five games had 52 targets 31 receptions and 280 yards in those five games which is pretty solid so i mean 280 yards in five games i don't know what's that math what's 50 Uh, yards a game no it's about 70 yards a game i mean i mean that's not blowing the socks off and he was 26 then he got drafted when he was 28 (laughs) <laughs> he got drafted when he was, yeah, no, he, was, he drafted when he was 23 he, he, he was, was an old prospect yeah he was that is prospect. true i remember that yeah listen so. listen all i'm saying is it's kind of like tony pollard for me like if if you're sitting there and the rest of your league passes on this guy because they're scared of him and you've already got your two running backs in round one and two and you just drafted a wide receiver and you want to take a flyer a possible league winner i think it could be calvin ridley that's all you, i'm saying you would be comfortable with calvin ridley as your wide receiver too if, if the value is there on the board, yeah. The thing about Calvin Ridley, the big, the where Calvin Ridley's always made his money is in touchdowns. He was scoring touchdowns because Julio Jones <laughs> apparently couldn't. You know, Julio Jones. <laughs> they, they didn't draw it up. I Julio mean, could. Julio just but wasn't yeah. doing it anymore. Calvin, I remember, he, he had like two, three straight years with double-digit touchdowns to start his career. Don't be surprised yeah. if 
he comes back hungry and he eats in the red zone. So, uh, but, but Daniel's right. There's a lot of risk in here. I can see why some players aren't going to do it to Corey's point. If he falls, falls past. So Corey, would you take him before the ADP? Or are you waiting? Are well, you saying you well, like? I get, so at 41, he's an early fifth rounder. Um, well, I guess in 12 team, he's a late third. I mean, yeah, I like him third for Calvin. Like, say you're at the top of the draft, you've taken one running back, one wide receiver. You're taking Calvin Ridley with your third pick. It just depends where the board is, man. I, I like, I like the excitement there. There's I like excitement. it. I get it. And okay. dude, that the, scares and, the bejesus out of me. Yeah, but <laughs> I you, hate it. Like, who who else are we drafting there? Amari around forty-one. Uh, Keenan Allen, I'd rather draft Debo there. I mean, you yeah, got Kenneth listen, Walker and Keenan Joe Allen, Keenan Allen's injured half the season every year. Amari no, he's Cooper. Not. Okay, no, he's he not. That's made on. up. That's made up. Keenan Allen has been hurt like four games in the last three seasons combined. I don't believe it. V- vet me on that. <laughs> well, he's Check at it. least he's questionable every single week with a goddamn <laughs> hamstring. Now that I will not deny. <laughs> But right. I'd honestly rather if it was that tier, and I'm looking at Calvin Ridley and a bunch of other guys. Two games last year. So, okay, all right. Yeah, no. Uh, if I'm, I'm taking a flyer, Calvin, Calvin Ridley. Ridley. Give me Calvin Ridley. Ridley. Give it to me. I'm he looks snappy out there, dude. Over. He looks fast. I'm taking a quarterback there. If Calvin Ridley is like the last tier of wide receiver, and like say Amari Cooper, Keenan Allen, those guys are gone, and like I'm set at running back. I'm I'm going quarterback. I mean, the, he scares me that much. I'm I'm changing positions. I'm I'm out. All right, all right. And I'm changing to the next player, a player that I love. And I'm going to draft hard. all these guys. I'm it's getting hard in the first. Good. Henry, I'm glad Henry we're in the second. I'm, I'm glad getting we're in the Ridley in the third. <laughs> ah, it's good. what league are you talking about? The Chevy League. If yeah, you, you got, end up doing that, you got booted. That's fine. I haven't been there for a couple of years, so. Yeah, I got booted too. <laughs> we're starting to start our own league. It's the not Chevy hey. League. They're trying to make it not as competitive. It's fine. That's what I said. They were tired of getting their ass kicked every fucking week. Yeah, I've I've gotten the final four the last three years, but you know, let's keep it easy. Okay. Hey. And Tony, what Tony hey. won two years ago? Hey, let's, yo. get, let's get back hey, whoa, on. Whoa, what, let's talk about what have you done for me lately, here, fellows? We're going to talk about what Travis Kelsey's done for us lately. I'm moving on. <laughs> okay, this is getting too I won, personal. I won the championship last year. By this the is way. getting way too personal. I won the championship. Congratulations. Thanks. All I'm saying is they wanted to make it easy. Will by you stop? Will you stop it? I'm not. You won two years ago. I know. I'm asking you to stop it. Let's put this to bed. Bury the fucking hatchet, Daniel. I already said move on. You sound it's a bitter. Work league. You, you sound, don't work there. You sound bitter you that you got there. kicked out of a league that you True. don't work with I'm the people upset. in And even when you did work there, you didn't work there because you're on vacation. I have too many leagues. <laughs> That's not even that's not even a burn. <laughs> no, the sound. That's the that's what I had queued up, man. I had to hit something. You guys in these vacations. I wish I took as many vacations as you guys think I did. Fuck. I wish I did too. Travis Kelsey is ADP number six. Speaking of a guy who never takes vacation, Travis Kelsey. It's hard to like a guy better. Will you stop? It's hard to like a guy better than ADP of six. We've talked a lot about 10, 10 team leagues already. I suppose the more casual fantasy players are going to be drawn to 10 team leagues. The, the rosters are more stacked. 10 or 12 team leagues. I'm faced in a p- 
position where I'm, I guess I should just say it. It feels awkward to say it out loud. But if I was the first overall pick, I might take Travis Kelsey first overall. In, in what? what? In any backup. In any redraft league. The more I think about it. Wait, what? The, you heard what I said. I love Travis Kelsey. And I'm finally coming around to the fact that, of course, there's a couple of guys that are obvious. Like we talked about Christian McCaffrey, um, Justin Jefferson. I mean, there are some guys that are obviously like nobody's going to shit on you for taking them first. People will shit on me for taking Travis Kelsey 101. Like I understand that. I respect it and get it. Here's my thought process. With an average ADP at six, if you are before six, the odds of him falling back to you are very, 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 very low, if not impossibly low. You have to be playing with people who don't know what they're talking about. Here's what we know. Seven straight seasons of 1,000 yards. That's a record for tight ends. He leads Kansas City in catches every year. Last year, he did it with 110 receptions, 1,300 yards. He led them in receiving yards, too. He is a cheat code because he's a wide receiver, the number one wide receiver with the best quarterback in football that you can put in your tight end position. Last year, he finished with 66 more fantasy points than any other tight end, and he was essentially wide receiver five. Like he scored as much as wide, better than the fifth best wide receiver would have scored. And you can put him in a spot that nobody else can put that kind of weapon in. It's a cheat code. Look, I can guarantee Travis Kelsey's a top 12 wide receiver. He just happens to be labeled a tight end. We get caught up on it not having the wide receiver label on it. And so we're like, no, we can't do that. It's a tight end. No, we need to take Dutch and Depperton. Oh, no, wait, Jamar Chase. Oh, wait, we need a pass-catching running back. But wait a minute. Like, this is a fucking lock for 1,000 yards and 100 targets. Like, it's a guaranteed thing. With Patrick Mahomes, like, there's going to be separation. There's, there's going to be contested catches. He'll win those. He'll bully people over. Like, it's going to happen. And then we talk about, like, the, the dynasty of Kelsey. We are seeing Kelsey is the greatest tight end that's ever played football. Like, I'm ready to say it. Currently, tight end four in all-time yards. He'll pass Gates this year. He's going to pass Gates with 80 fewer games played than him. And that's me adding on games. I didn't even do the math. He's currently, um, shit, he's going to, yeah, he's currently 144 games. Gates is 234. So he's 90 games behind Gates, and he's number four. What's How many games did Gronk play? I actually that's who I, that's who I would consider the best tight end ever. Gronk paid 143. So he's one game behind Kelsey. Yeah, and he has fewer receptions, yards. Um I think that's out of necessity though. I mean, you can't really gauge that when he's been the only target. Yeah. For a year and a half. I mean, just yeah. The, the what I what I can tell you is there's no signs of stopping with Kelsey. I think if Kelsey was done today, then I would meet you there with your argument that Gronk's a better tight end in, in, the, in the world of football. But, it, but Kelsey's not done. Kelsey's not done. Currently, yeah. currently I mean, how, much, how much time do you think Kelsey has left? I, think he's got, everybody wants to I bet know. he's got three years left. Yeah, how many solid years do you think he has three. left? I think he's elite until he's done. So you think he's going to go out on top I think he's going to the sunset? I, and then Gronk did. Gronk was hurt every, I mean, poor right. Gronk. But Broke he was still the same guy. He was, still, he, he, he was, he was. But but when he played, he was still the same guy. Um, Didn't Gronk get his knee folded in half and his elbow? 
Yeah, I mean, the guy was out there on crutches catching passes. Kelsey is currently number one. Here's another thing. Here's another thing to know. Of all tight ends that have ever played the fantasy position, which that doesn't matter. Like, we're talking about one year at a time, but Kelsey is number one of all time of all tight ends who have ever played in fantasy scoring. No tight end has ever scored more points than, than Kelsey has. It, it wasn't a passing league until 10 years ago. Well, fine. but it is now. And now we're drafting. Yeah. And that's why I'm taking, I'm probably taking Travis Kelsey. I did, a, I did three mock drafts before the show from the three spot. And all three of them, I took Kelsey. I didn't want to do it for one. What do you feel about your team overall? I felt awesome about it because of the rest of, because of some of the other stuff that's there. Um, you know, we talked about, we hinted at Joe Mixon. He's another guy I love. I guess I'll try to wrap two in here for the sake of saving some time. But Joe Mixon's a guy whose current ADP is 37. So in those mock mm-hmm. drafts, I was taking Travis Kelsey with the third overall pick. And then with my third pick, I was getting my RB1. Mixon. A true so because because you kind of have an automatic one and three where you just like tied to wide receiver in the second round. As a matter of fact, in the second round, I ended up getting um, Josh Allen a couple of times, and I felt really great about that too. Man, I, so you're taking two onesie positions back to back, back to back, and, and the, still felt good about your teams. And the more it becomes more important in smaller leagues when we have a ten team league. It's more important than ever. Yeah, yeah. A 10 team, you got to take the advantage at quarterback and tight end. But like, say a 12-team league. In one of the drafts, I did 12-team drafts. In one of them, I didn't love this team. I took Kelsey at three. And in my second round pick, I took Mark Andrews to just take them all. Just to have everyone. Because I just figured, I figured I'd throw Mark Andrews in the flex and we'll see what happens. Wait, you took Kelsey and Andrews? Yeah, just to see what it would look like. And I didn't love oh that God. because I did find myself starved of wide receiver. But, yeah. but when you get down at the middle of those rounds, I was looking at guys like Drake London, um, Tyler Lockett was there. There were a bunch of wide receiver twos with upside that could fill in the wide receiver spots. And the rest of my team was strong enough to hold it up. But the point is, <clears throat> I love Kelsey at six. I hope to God I'm not drafting past six in any leagues because I want Kelsey in every league I draft this year. I want him in every league. When's the, uh, what's the kickoff day that Thursday? What's the date? Um, early in September. September yeah, 3rd? September. Yeah, I want to say that sounds right. God, we're close, boys. We're real close. We're, we're, we're fucking close, close boys. Uh, how many more you got, Daniel? Uh, just one. Seven. It's kind of an honorable mention. We got seven more. <laughs> I got 17 guys that I love and hate. Well, I'll say uh, then, in my mocks, I'll, I'll do one more and then I'll let you wrap us up here. In the mocks... Um, one of the reasons why I have so much flexibility to do really weird shit like Kelsey and then Andrews, I, I worry very much about the tight end position and then the running back position. Those are my two priorities. Uh, seeing James Conner with an ADP of 65 is insane to me. Like workhorse potential. All of the things that I hate about Tony Pollard don't exist with James Conner. And all the things that I love about Tony Pollard also exist with James Conner. Like he is the Tony Pollard in a better system. Now I will say that the quarterback is less, the offense is less. Like it's not the same situation. I'm not trying to pretend that, you know, the ceiling is not as high for James Conner, but the floor is so much higher. And at 65, what is that? The fifth round? Imagine a draft where you go ahead and get your, elite tight end, an elite quarterback, 
a wide receiver of choice. And then you have Mixon and Connor too. Like that's real. That's real in this draft market. I love being in the first half of this draft. Normally I hate it. Um, but given that Kyler Murray's recovering from a leg injury, James Conner is going to be the focal point of that offense for a while. I expect him to be a three down workhorse. Fifth round of PPR drafts is insane. I would probably even feel comfortable if I got real stupid. I would probably feel comfortable drafting him at the end of the fourth round, reaching down to get him. Um, he's a guy that to me <clears throat> has no competition and all the opportunity in the world. What's your last one, Daniel? Um, my last one is just a guy that I think could finish a good, a good ways above his current ADP. Um, so that's why I said it was kind of an honorable mention, but it's a guy I've really been growing on, uh, this off season. And even though his offense is not that exciting, he's still a, a good young wide receiver that I think could have a big ascension this year. And that's Chris Olave. Um, Love it. he's being drafted as the wide receiver 12. So that's still pretty high really uh being drafted as a wide receiver one um but he's being drafted as like maybe the 27th 28th overall pick so just consider like chris Olave is like your third pick which can seem kind of daunting really so say you take you know say you're looking at like jamar chase derrick henry and you want to keep that flow going right Chris Olave can be kind of scary as your wide receiver too, but I just kind of want to give people the the reassurance that I think he should have um, just kind of an ascension year. And Derek Carr is not he's not sexy at all <laughs> to think about fantasy wise, but Chris Olave really all he's competing with is a Michael Thomas that's coming back from injury for two three years straight um, that hasn't been the same guy for ever. So um, I think Chris Olave should be definitely the number one target on his team and definitely should ascend um, as a player and hopefully finish as maybe like a top seven, top six, top seven what's kind of his, guy. And what's his that. current ADP? Uh, 28. Do you think that the presence of Michael Thomas pulls his ADP down? Like I'm not asking, no. not, not asking, do you think that Michael Thomas hurts Olave? Think about the general public. Does the general public think? From the general public, I think they think negatively enough of Michael Thomas to where I don't think it affects him. Okay. Yeah, if, if, if we got a notification of, oh my gosh, Michael Thomas is killing it and can't look at this deep out for a touchdown. I don't think anything moves at all. Everyone's going to be like, yeah, Michael Thomas, cool. I remember that name with Drew Brees. <laughs> I don't think it affects it much. Yeah, I thought Michael Thomas retired when Drew Brees did. He <laughs> did. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. All right, guys. Name to look out for. Yep. I'll tell you, for all the problems we had in the first half of the show, the second half was perfect. Yeah, the, uh, the general public got off the internet, went to bed. The uh, bandwidth opened up. Daniel's, Daniel's absolutely flowing right now. Yeah, apparently. Apparently, my wife was uh, on, on oh, yeah. things on the Wi-Fi, but uh, yeah. Um, I bought a TV antenna to watch football on. I love it. Look at you. Because, dude, so here's where I was at. Uh, I got a notification. So a few months ago, I canceled YouTube TV because it was like $80 a month, and I wasn't watching anything live because – 
nobody watches live TV anymore. So I just canceled it. And then a, a week or two ago, I got a notification that the NFL app is going to have red zone on it. And that was literally the only reason I was hmm. paying for YouTube TV was to get local channels and then red zone, which was How much 80, is it on there. It's like 80 or $90 a month for YouTube TV. No, um, uh, the NFL app. Oh, it's like $15 a month to get red zone. And then at the end of the season, you can just cancel it. Or I think it's like 80 bucks. You can have it for the whole year if you want. Um, and you can watch like film games on there. Like you can actually watch coaches film for all the games, which is pretty dope. Uh, so I went out bought a TV antenna and uh, experimented with it. Uh, I'm getting CBS real clear. I'm getting Fox real clear for Colts games. Uh, NBC is a little sketchy. So I don't know. Is the Thursday night opener on NBC? I don't know. I think it usually is. So we'll see how that goes, but um, we're going to, we're going to try winging it with the antenna. I don't know how long it's going to last, but if it does, I will be very happy. And by the way, if things got really bad, there's a lot of stuff you can watch on that antenna. Yeah. (laughs) There's a lot of stuff. You got a bug out plan, bro. Yeah. You know what you can't watch on this, on that antenna. What? You can't watch this show. You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. Huddle Up. Team on three. One, two, three. Three. Smiles, I don't think aluminum foil will work. It's like a, uh, it's like a little flat thing, and I put it up in my window. There's a window above my TV, and I put it up there. Yeah, antennas are different now, Smiles. I might.